Hello, Missouri Farm Bureau. This is Garrett Hawkins, and welcome to another edition of Digging In. I tell you, folks, I haven't had coffee or caffeine today, but hopefully the excitement that I have on this podcast will come through as I'm talking to a longtime friend and the new newly appointed head of Missouri Rural Development, Mr. Kyle Wilkins. Now, some of you listening will will recognize that name. Kyle has a long history uh, in, in the ag and rural policy space, having served our late Congressman Ike Skelton, and that's where I first got to know Kyle. And so uh, he has joined us here in your headquarters here in Jefferson City to, to record this podcast, and I can't tell you how excited I am to, one, see him in person, but two, be able to congratulate him as a part of this podcast for the naming and and his ascension to to the state director position. So welcome, Kyle. Thank you, Jared. Always too kind. I appreciate it. (laughs) He knows I'm a little hyper today. Um, Kyle, why don't you start by just tell us a little bit about yourself and where you're from. Well, uh, grew up in Concordia, Missouri in Lafayette County. Um, Graduated from Concordia High School. Went to college at UCM, what's UCM now, and uh, then the, I interned a couple of semesters in Jefferson City, and um, <laughs> it was the day I walked, um, the, the day I graduated from college was the that morning Ike hired me uh, at a country kitchen in Springfield, Missouri, and uh, and honestly, two days later, I packed up my little nissan truck and drove out to dc and i stayed and i stayed there with an ike's dc office from may of 2002 and then uh and then my now wife maggie we had our first child out in dc and we moved back to missouri back to lafayette county technical we're out in the country we're technically quarter now just okay just north of concordia and um and we did that in february of 2009 and uh, so I spent most of my time with Ike uh, out in Washington, D.C., and then the last year and a half or so in the district. Um, and then after that, a, a little-known fact probably is uh, that I was an uh, uh, insurance salesman for Missouri Farm Bureau out of uh, Lafayette County office in Higginsville for a year. And then I moved to, uh, to work for Congressman Emanuel Cleaver, uh, and how that happened was there was redistricting every 10 years. And uh, Congressman Cleaver picked up Ray, Lafayette, and Saline counties. And uh, so Congressman Cleaver, and, and of course at that time, Ike was still with us. And uh, Congressman Cleaver and, and, and I got to know each other pretty well in D.C. And so when, when, when Ike spoke to Congressman Cleaver about the new part of the district, uh, basically he said, you're going to need somebody out there. And uh, lo and behold... I think that's probably how it happened. So I started with Congressman Cleaver as his uh, rural policy person, and uh, and I, I, I did that from 2012 until about a month ago when uh, when I became when I was appointed the state director for rural development, uh, which I'm very excited about. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it because a I'm I'm from a really small rural community. At least I would consider it small. I. Um, town of what's 2300 now my wife calls it uh tells me i lived i grew up in the city because she grew up out in the out in the country near hamilton cameron but i mean 
out in the country. So every time I'm like, yeah, of course I grew up in the country. She's like, no, you grew up in the city. So, but, uh, but, but I like, I had worked with rural development for years, um, you know, with different community needs. But the problem for me was it always stopped with, hey, here is the rural development, you know, the person you need to deal with. Call if you have any issues. Well, for the most part, they never call back. So I love the fact that I worked with rural development, but I never got to help anybody with the end product. You know, I never felt like I could, could dig in, and now I get the chance to, to do it statewide. I, I can't wait. I'm excited. So it's interesting. I mean, you've worked for two distinguished members of Congress. You know what it's like to do constituent service, and now you're in a place to provide constituent service in the form of well, in many ways, hard infrastructure, right? When you think about just the span of, of rural development. And, and I think you know that Missouri Farm Bureau has long been a a supporter. Yeah, you can, has been a, a supporter of rural development just because uh, of that relationship with our communities. We can't bring the, our kids home if the community is dying around us. And so, you know, we've had a great relationship with your predecessors uh, there at rural development. But talk to us about the opportunity that you see ahead now that you are at the helm. Well, first of all, I, you're right about Missouri Farm Bureau, and it's nice because it, you know, it, it, from the outside looking in, you you hear Farm Bureau and you think farmers, but you know, Farm Bureau en- encompasses every part of the rural area, not just the farmers, but also the the communities that help build up the farmers and that the farmers help build up. I mean, it's it's a symbiotic relationship, and um, and I see rural, I see. USDA rural development, helping keep that symbiotic relationship moving forward. And the way we can do it is we, of course, we have a little over 40 um, different programs, which I cannot tell you from memory yet what they all are. Come on. You've had a month, Kyle. (laughs) I know. (laughs) But I mean, we, you know, we, we offer for infrastructure, water, wastewater, housing, business like community facilities business and infrastructure grants and loans um and then my really my priority uh, broadband or we say broadband i, re- I really want to say high speed internet because that's what matters so at rd we like to say we could build a rural community from the ground up and i think 40 50 years ago we could have done it the same way with our programs and, and 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 we could have tried to help make that community flourish um, but we have a new facet now that the entire world uses which is high-speed internet and if our rural communities don't have access to that to broadband to fiber infrastructure that brings them the high-speed internet then it's not necessarily left behind but how do we how do we keep those communities from, you know, instead of thriving, failing? Um, and that's, in a nutshell, I, I think that brought. I think that's why right now in this specific time, um, high-speed internet to our rural communities is is it's a must. Like we we can't stop until they all get it, because if they don't have it, they may not be there, and that's not what any of us want in this state. When you were with Congressman Skelton. And I was here in the early days of Farm Bureau. I still remember this this study that American Farm Bureau did just sticks in my head so so distinctly. Because 
we as farmers have always talked about, you know, just the importance that we provide from economic impact to our communities, right? From a tax base for our schools to what we spend in town on inputs, truck, equipment, parts, yeah. you name it. And um, one of the takeaways of, of this study that American Farm Bureau did that was basically a look ahead and a projection as to what American agriculture would look like in 2019, which would have been the 100-year anniversary of American Farm Bureau. But one of the big takeaways was to take what we have always held as farmers and to completely flip it and from a standpoint that we as farmers – it's every bit as important that we have a strong community, right? Um, that we've got to have small business. We've got to have health care. We've got to have quality education for our kids and grandkids. And so that's a reminder of what we do here at Farm Bureau every day, that our policies are designed to help not only keep people on the farm, but to help bring home the next generation and ultimately, from a broader standpoint, keep our communities alive. And a lot of the programs you talked about today are exciting ones that you guys have been in the space for a while. Right. Yeah, which is, and after you say all of that, that's why I still think the right now, at this point in time, the major building block for every rural community that doesn't have high-speed internet is is high-speed internet, the ability to, to go get it. Because there are so many, there's so many enhancements to a community that come with high-speed internet we one of them that i think of is i just look at what you and i both did um right out of college we're close to right out of college we we basically move to washington dc which for us is a ginormous city you know and you you have to deal with how it lives there the, it's a faster pace i knew after about i don't know two or three months that i'd been there a month too long um and I was ready to move back home. That took a few years, right? But it was always, I knew what I wanted. I wanted to go back home. Um, because I worked for my local congressman, it gave me the ability to go back home, live in rural Higginsville, quarter Concordia area, and still have that job at close to that pay rate because I was able to come back to a business or governmental entity that allowed me to work in rural Missouri and, and make a living, right? Mm -hmm. um, because when I came back, Mag, you know, Maggie worked, did not work at a, she worked at a law firm, so that was not, she had to find something once we got back. What I'm coming around to is that when, now that our kids are growing up, if say they go, say they go to college or even some kind of vocational skill i'm selfish if they want to come back to concordia quarter higginsville i want them to be able to come back if they go get a skill where they need internet at least a little bit of the time to to do the job then if we don't have it if you don't have it in your rural community your little guy or your little girl can get come back home they're going to stay probably where they can make that living and, and do that job so that's the, for me, that's, that's the one that, that's, that's the personal part to me. Here's the other stuff. You get high, you get the high speed internet. You allow for, A, you keep more people in town, bring some of those kids back home or keep them there. You get a little bit bigger tax base. That helps the schools. High speed internet is going to help our 
rural schools be more competitive uh, when it comes to uh, the ability for some of our students, especially juniors and seniors, start taking college credits. Um, the more high-speed internet will give us more access to, I don't know, ever more uh, competitive schools that they can that they can study with, and then and then move on. It's also going to help with our hot, you know, our hospitals, telemedicine. And, and, and we talked about We've it. We've talked about that. Yeah. And, um, and, and, it, and it's important. I mean, and, and again, if it's, if it's Appleton City or even Concordia Higginsville, well, we, we don't have really a, a hospital in Concordia Higginsville, but we do have healthcare collaborative and we can get to a hospital. But if you need, if you need, you know, if you need that help, you need to be able to have access. You need to be able to have access to a doctor. And the telemedicine part of that is a, is a big deal because, you know, with high-speed internet, you'd have the ability to, you'd have the ability to either maybe see your local doctor over your telephone or your computer, depending on what your situation is, and assess what's going on without you having to get out and go anywhere be able to get you that prescription um, without, I don't want to say the hassle, but sometimes you have a hard time getting to the doctor's office or, or getting to a clinic or to a hospital. Um, and frankly, the other issue is some of these smaller rural clinics, if, um, and, and I don't know enough about every community, but I know where, I, where I'm at, if you if you can't get the service you need for any reason at locally, you probably will maybe drive to another community, to their hospital or to a different clinic. And some of, I know for a fact that some of the issues that would, that would make people go somewhere else is the fact that some of these rural clinics or hospitals don't have high, enough high-speed internet or the bandwidth to, to do some of the things that other hospitals can and uh again that that's something we can remedy you know and and right now we have i keep going back to that it's it's, we're in a place in time where i think we're going to be able to fund a lot of this we just have to be able to know where the need is and get to those folks and and get those partnerships going so we're talking about once in a generation opportunity and some of our listeners may get tired of me saying saying that but we've never seen the interest particularly at the federal level to to try to move the needle like we're seeing now in the broadband space and you know we are excited about governor parson's plan we're anxious to see more details of how he thinks we can move the needle with 400 million dollars and what the state's plan looks like but you know, we've always said that there isn't a silver bullet. There's not one one solution, but rural development is a player in the space. You have your connect or reconnect program. Mm-hmm. No, that's exactly right. And and I think what's important is not only that the USDA rural development, my office, pinpoint areas where reconnect can work, but how can we how can we partner with other entities? there's a need 
and we can help, but maybe there's just not enough either grant or loan opportunity. Can we can we partner with business? Can we can we partner with the state? I mean, is it, it at the end of the day? I think um, the nice thing about broadband and, and high speed internet is it's uh, it, it, I don't feel like it's ever been a political issue. So the fact of the matter is getting getting high speed internet, getting that fiber inter- infrastructure to every rural community we can get it to is the focus no matter how we need to do it. So um, I'm excited about, I'm excited about, and, and I know you mentioned, I've, I've been on the job a month. <coughs> so I'm excited about as quickly as possible exploring those opportunities. So when I go, when I, when I go out, outreach, when I go to as many, if not all the rural counties in Missouri, hopefully by the end of the year and talk to local communities talk to their county commissioners that it's not it's not just we're here to help call us which is important but it's also we may very well have an idea of what your situation is and how could we help or um if it's not rd and reconnect could it be something else you bet yeah you have tools in the toolbox no doubt yes you know as you were talking kyle i can't help but uh, but but think of our state office of broadband and, and the exciting opportunities that are coming down, be coming down through that office, and they're an important part of this, right? When when that office was founded, uh, with the work of Department of Ag, DED, and Farm Bureau, and University coming together, saying, okay, we as a state, if we're going to get serious, we got to have a hub. We got to have a hub, yeah. and obviously, rural development was involved in those conversations as well. And there's a lot of excitement and a lot of expectation, quite frankly, for the new uh, director of broadband for the state. Don't you agree? I would 100 percent agree. Yes. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> like, I hope that he's listening to this podcast and can feel uh, the excitement and, and the expectation in the countryside. Yeah. No, I, I think I, I'm certain he can. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. As we think about opportunities in the space uh, for our communities, you know, at our annual meeting, I mentioned this to you, that we had the chance to to have two panels to, to focus on supply chain, but also resiliency in the supply chain and resiliency in a broader context of infrastructure. And again, it still comes back to rural development, having a seat at the table, you know. You know Farm Bureau as well as anybody. You know our people are involved in their communities, their churches, their schools. You know, that's integral to living in rural Missouri and suburban and urban areas. So how do how do we better entertain these conversations about the opportunities that are out here? Because they truly are once in generation. Like these are funds that we may never see again. And and quite frankly, these are funds that our kids and grandkids are going to be paying for for years. Like, sure. I mean, we are leveraging their futures, so we better spend it wisely with sound investment. So what does that look like at a local level involving rural development in those conversations? So I think the most important part at a local level is we need, I mean, the first thing is first, we at RD need to know what your issue is. Um, and, and we're talking a lot about broadband, but this is across the board with our programs when it comes to rural communities. 
um, it's Im- it's important for local communities to how about this when a local community has an issue um, specifically a, a, a an infrastructure issue bricks and mortar or water plant or wastewater the first thing they need to think about is who's our person at our rural development that we need to call and not everybody I don't think that always happens um, but it's very important um, and it's important because at the, at the end of the day when it comes to a rural community that is what my office is supposed to be doing though that's what the programs are tailored to do and we need to know how we can help I mean and I mentioned before my plan is to get out to as many if not all the counties I can and probably start with the county commissioners because as we all know there's usually three they're usually from three different towns they generally know what's going on and um and you and and for somebody like me we can start from there trying to pinpoint what issues are in the community what makes it even better is if the community comes to us and we have we have about 25 26 offices rural development offices around the state um however our sister agencies fsa nrcs they have almost every almost every county in the state has a, a usda service center if we're not there fsa's there nrcs is there so i would tell most of farm bureau members because i would say close to 97 percent of them know exactly where their local fsa office is because they're going to go they need they have to go in there from time to time unless they've become very computer savvy and we still like in person yes of course and so if you you know if you have a concern or you know there's a concern or you are that city council member or school board member um that knows there's that knows there's an issue you know yes you could go to the mayor to your local economic development person to the commissioners or when you go into fsa if there's not a rural development office in that service center just ask the person you're you're uh, you're dealing with hey where's the closest rural development office can i get their phone number can you tell me who i will call and i am certain our friends at fsa or nrcs will get you to the right people now I will give you a website just so you have it. I, and then I'm telling you, it'd be great if you can use it. If not, like I said, go into the call or go into the uh, one of those offices. And if our offices is local, come in and, uh, and, and try to get a hold of us. But rd.usda.gov slash mo for Missouri. So, okay, repeat that one more time. I know. It's uh, rd dot usda dot gov and then a and then a slash mo um if you get the last part of that wrong you can still get to the missouri specific uh site on usda rural development uh, but again for most of farm bureau um for most of the people listening you know i think i think probably yeah Giving us giving us a call, and uh, and again, if if, our, if the local service center doesn't have an RD office, go into FSA and RCS while you're there, and say, hey, I want to get a hold of RD and give us a call. Okay, so it never hurts just 
pick up the phone first or look up the website and and, and start there. Yes. And, you know, Kyle, this is a fond memory. It's been several years now. Um, Janie Dunning, when she was the state director and, and Congresswoman Hartzler, we had a, a roundtable in St. Clair County. You know, right. the Farm Bureau helped organize, but we pulled in county commissioners, the local mayors, and we talked about kind of the future of the county and the opportunities that were afforded through rural development. And it was a really neat meeting. And even five, six, seven years ago, however many years that was, I mean, broadband was the one common thing that kept coming up time and time again that was a real impediment across the board for small business, for agriculture, mm-hmm. for, for education, um, for health care. And so, you know, rural development, I, I always see them as, as a, you all as a, as a key partner. And, and again, it, this this podcast is a good reminder for our folks to, to when we think of USDA and our partners, you know, these service centers are important and rural development may not have a presence at your closest one, but you can certainly find. And, and folks, you better believe it. Now's the time to be thinking about what these needs are, not just today, but for our kids and grandkids. What is it going to take for your community to thrive? And if you're interested in having that conversation, you better get with your locals and get a hold of rural development. That's that's my encouragement uh, and start the conversation. You know, you look at some true success stories. I mean, rural development was involved, I, I believe, up in Edina, I think, with the community facility up there um, years ago. I mean, the community found a way to get it done. And, and if I'm not mistaken, when I've heard the story, USDA was part of that. Yeah. There's so many great stories around the state. And sometimes we see them in a press release, and that may be, may be it. But think big, folks. Think about what you need. Like, yep. Sorry, I'm getting all fired no, up just it, talking about it. No, it's exactly right, though. You you really you really should think big, and um, no matter what you think the project is, don't uh, don't think it's too big. Don't don't be intimidated by any means. You need to give us a call. You need to give USDA Rural Development a call and find out if we can help, how we can help, because it's it's fiber infrastructure through reconnect. Um, we can help with so many more things. I know I've mentioned water and wastewater, and frankly, most of your communities, when that comes up, they know what's going on, and, and, and they generally know who to call. But um, I can even think of a community years ago, the, the local grocery store. There was only one grocery store, and they were having a tough time. USDA Rural Development was able to keep them afloat. Um, it, it's situations like that that maybe you don't even think about. That's what rural development's for. And you need to you need to just give us a call so we can come in and hopefully help. If not, try to figure out a way to do it. Well, hopefully you're leaving Missouri Farm Bureau with a to-do list, and I know broadband is at the top of your list, like like the rest of us. And just what a huge opportunity! You know, Kyle, you may have heard that we're partnering with BioSTL uh, within their precision agriculture space of, of what they see in terms of opportunity for for Missouri farmers and ranchers. And and now we're a founding partner in their Center for Rural Health Innovation. And I couldn't be more excited because both are so important. And you know what the common thread between the two is? High-speed yeah, internet, right? That's right. Um, as we think about the future and, and think about how to continue to drive Missouri's economy and bring the kids home and care for our seniors, and the list goes on, we've got we've to do better. And the opportunity is here. I know you're working hard. Any closing thoughts that you have for our folks five, a month in? Well, the, <laughs> the one thing I thought of when you were talking there is that, you know, 
for for the folks that generally work with FSA, your row crop farmers, your livestock, you know, the reason broadband is, is important for you, the reason it's important for this guy sitting here that's a state director for rural development who talks about rural communities, not necessarily the folks that are working out in the farm area. That's, as you all know, that's a lot of FSA, but if we can get that fiber infrastructure, that high-speed internet infrastructure to the local communities, then we want to get it to the rest of the county. And we we got, we have to, we got to start where we can work and, and then be able to get it to everybody out there. Because I I know, I, I can think of one person that I've spoken with multiple times, uh, the um, Missouri Ag Director, Chris Jen, talking about how hard it is to get reliable internet on her farm and uh and how it's it's not just it's not just about being able four or five people being able to stream you know they're you know i'm trying to think of apps on their tv it's, yes it's their equipment their equipment for precision farming which you know much more than i do about but that equipment needs the capability that 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 um, that broadband, that that um, that high speed, the, the speed capability, to allow those to allow those applications on that equipment to work and to help you be more efficient in the field and 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 I know the list goes on and I can't name them all. No, it it's it, very it affords the opportunity for us to choose from an array of technology that can be applied on the farm, right? But you got to have that first step. And and you well know that Farm Bureau may be the only entity in the space that represents the end user. You know, we're not tied to a provider per se. We're just looking out for the interests of those who need it in the home, on the farm. I just talked to one of our members the other day. They finally got high-speed internet in the home, and they describe it as life-changing in terms of savings on monthly bills, et cetera, and, and what they're able to do in terms of just life and home applications. So it's a big deal. That's why we're going to continue to work on it. And, yeah. and you're exactly right, Kyle. I'm glad you reinforced it. For us to talk about and continue to get it to the farm gate, we've got to have it in the community then to deploy out to our farm and rural homesteads. That's where we're shooting I am certainly glad you are in the seat that you're in. This is Garrett Hawkins reporting for Digging In and thrilled to have been joined by Mr. Kyle Wilkins, Missouri Rural Development State Director. Take care, Kyle. Thank you, Gary.